In this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about your Washington Capitals as they prepare to take on the Buffalo Sabres. Will T.J. Oshie be in the lineup? We'll talk about all of that and much, much more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up or leave some comments. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, I will talk about the very latest on John Carlson. When can we expect him to come back? Then later in the show, I will talk about Tom Wilson. And we'll talk about if you're smart, if you're out on the ice, it would be wise to know if Tom Wilson is out on the ice with you, especially if you're the opponent. But just to get it going here, your Washington Capitals do in fact prepare to take on the Buffalo Sabres tonight. And they hope to keep the winning rolling. You know, this Capitals team has been humming along and playing so well. It's been doing it with uh, considering even with all the myriad of injuries on this team. Uh, But now there's some good news out there is that TJ Oshie actually might be in the game tonight. Oshie is a game time decision versus Buffalo per Peter Laviolette. Oshie, however, indicated that he expects to play. Kemper is the first goalie off the ice. He'll be in uh, for the Capitals versus Buffalo. So, Just the latest on your Washington Capitals and a good position. As we know, the Capitals always play that much better when T.J. Oshie is out on the ice. We've talked about it. Uh, It's not really speculative. It is actual facts. The Caps statistically play better when Oshie's on the ice, but they've still done it even when he's not been in the line. If you take a look at the last game against the Canadians, wow, they blow them out of the water by a score of 9-2. to Nine to two. That's not just a small victory. That is a huge victory. And I know they're doing it and they did it against a Canadians team that's not that great, but just a really great game all overall. Alex Ovechkin gets a hat trick, but we got to move on past that. Now the Caps have their eyes set on Buffalo. The Buffalo Sabres, who are actually playing a bit better this year. Uh, generally, they're kind of cellar dwellers, they've, or they've been for the longest period of time. But this is a Sabres team that is playing better. The Capitals will look to extend their season-long seven-game point streak tonight when they face the Buffalo Sabres for the first time this season. The Capitals have a record of 12-5-2 at Capital One Arena and 7-1-1. Uh, in their last nine games at home, dating back to November 23rd. So this is a Caps team that is playing very well this year, um, specifically, uh, most notably right now or within the last month or so. They did struggle, I would say, in November, in October, but they have come out of the woods, if you will, and they are playing better. And they're doing it, like I said, even with the myriad of injuries that's facing this team. You know, you take a look at it. We knew Wilson. We knew Backstrom. We knew they were going to miss a big chunk of time. But as it turns out, they are edging closer and closer to their return. 
Um, as it was spoke of, Peter Laviolette said that he expects them to be back this month. It is January. At some point, Wilson first and then Backstrom is what it sounds like. But very exciting for me to think about, you know, we know how this Caps team has played recently, but can you imagine when Wilson, Backstrom, and Oshie in there, they're going to be just a force to be reckoned with. Now I understand they're probably not going to come back at 100%, but it's all a part of the process. They have to come back and get their legs underneath of them. They need real game experience, and then they will be 100%. So I'm not going to be too hard, or I don't think the Capitals fans or the coaches or anyone should be too hard on them when they first start playing. It is something where they have to kind of ramp up uh, and get ready. And, uh, you know, the first couple games, or maybe even the first game might be a bit rough. Connor Sherry recorded two assists on Saturday versus Montreal, extending his point streak to four games. Sherry recorded 15 points in 15 games in December, the third highest total on the team. Alex Ovechkin has 22 points. Evgeny Evgeny Kuznetsov, 17 It marked the second most points Sherry has recorded in a single calendar month in his career. So when you talk about depth on this team, it's uh, they're getting goal scoring up and down the lineup. It's not just Ovechkin and, and Kuznetsov. You're getting it from Sherry. You're getting it out there from the fourth line. You're getting it from the blue line. That is the recipe for the cap success. I'm oftentimes asked about, well, what is behind the cap's recent success? And it's about them persevering and overcoming, even though there are a myriad of injuries on this team. They are finding a way to win hockey games, and they're doing it without some of the biggest players out there. And uh, some of the, the players have really, they're the cream that have risen to the surface. I'm talking about Gustafson and Connor Sherry. Just really pleasant surprises, I guess I should say. Maybe not surprises, but, you know, I didn't expect them to be playing this well, considering the fact that most of the NHL had dismissed them. Sherry has recorded 26 points in 39 games this season, which ranks fourth on the team. Sherry ranks second on the Caps and goals, trailing only Alex Ovechkin. Since joining the Capitals ahead of the 2021 season, Sherry ranks second on Washington in goals with 44 Ovechkin 100 in second in goals at five on five with 33. In addition, Sherry's two shorthanded goals this season led the Capitals and are tied for fourth most in the NHL. Um, And, you know, one of the things is, is, you know, I know that Sherry has been in the league for some time, but when you think of marquee names on the Caps, you don't necessarily think of Connor Sherry. I mean, you should. I mean, he's kind of a smaller guy out there, and he's another guy that likes to chirp some of the bigger guys. But it's not about that. It's That's not Connor Sherry's game. His game is a playmaker. He's a really great goal scorer. And it's kind of a, a mind-boggling statistic to me to think about that Connor Sherry scores that many goals. I think kind of an unsung hero to a certain extent. You know, you hear about Ovechkin and Wilson and Backstrom and, you know, all the big names, even the fourth-line guys, Hathaway and Dowd. But sometimes you don't hear as much about Connor Sherry. But as we talked about in this story here, He plays such a huge role on this team. Um, Again, an unsung hero. He should get more credit than he does. Sherry has recorded 26 points in 39 games this season, which ranks fourth on the team. Sherry ranks second on the Capitals in goals. Uh, Talking about that, Sherry's on pace to record 23 goals and 54 points this season. Should Sherry maintain his scoring pace, he would uh, tie his career high in goals 
which was in the 16-17 season with 23, and establish a new career high in points, which he got in in the 16-17 season with 53. So again, just kind of mind-boggling. Uh, what uh, what he can do. And, you know, again, he's not one of the guys that you necessarily uh, think about all the time as a big marquee guy on the team, but you should. Um, a great production. And the thing that I love about this team that I've spoke of in this podcast is that they're getting the scoring up and down the lineup. And, you know, for the first time in a long time, they have consistency in net. So that puts the Caps in a good position going forward. Dare I say, probably in a better position than they've been in in years. Um, you know, I'm talking about the Samsonov Vanacek years, the kind of two squandered years, if you will. They did make it to the playoffs, but you know, they they didn't get it convincingly, I guess I should say, and they were eliminated subsequently in the first round. So for me, as this Caps team progresses, we're coming up at the halfway point of the season, and then we'll talk about you know uh, the state of the Capitals at the halfway point where they're where they're at. But as of right now, I would say the Caps are trending in the right direction. The things that were off in the beginning of the season seem to have worked their way through. The big thing for the Caps now is to stay healthy. Uh, They lead the league in injured players at one time. Um, So that is one of the things that they've overcome. So when you think about just the gravity of the situation, that this Caps team is surging, as I look right now, the Caps are in third place, 21-13 and with 47 points, only New Jersey in second place with 49 points. They're only two points behind the Devils. I mean, can you believe that? It wasn't too long ago we were talking about how, you know, they're going to be lucky to be in a wild card spot or maybe the second wild card spot. But my, how the fortunes of the Capitals have changed. And uh, a really great time to be a Caps fan, I got to say. Um, it's a team binding together. And I, again, I'm just so happy, you know, that they finally solidified that net mining position. Alex, Ovech- Alex Ovechkin is doing what he does best, scoring great goals, you know, breaking records. And uh, it's it's some of the unsung heroes are finally getting some of the limelight, if you will. Like I talked about Connor Sherry there. We talk about, you know, um, Eric Gustafson and uh, these players that have really stepped up and, and really put the caps in the position that they're in. All right, so after the break here, we will talk about Tom Wilson. We know what he brings to the game. He's a rough and tough goal scorer out there. But what do some of the other players think? What do some of the other Caps players think that have faced them when they played on other teams? We'll talk about that next. Online.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup, we've got it all at Bet Online. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. And guys, even if you're not into betting, you could bet on an upcoming Capitals game like the Capitals take on the Sabres. It makes wild watching the games that much more exciting. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft, plus NHL draft rankings and top prospects comparisons for every team. 
Locked On NHL Prospects, available on YouTube and wherever you find your podcasts. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment here, we are going to talk about the huge role that Tom Wilson plays on this team when he is healthy. We know all about, you know, he is a tough guy out there and he is a goal scorer. But what do some of the other players uh, around the Capitals that maybe have faced him uh, uh, when they played on other teams? You take a look at him, though. It's not just his physicality. In the 21-22 season, uh, he did major damage on offense, too, following a 52-point campaign that helped the Capitals go uh, to the playoffs and also the 2022 NHL All-Star Draft. Um, so, or excuse me, All-Star Weekend. He made it to the All-Star Game. So just a huge role, not just a tough guy, not just a goon. This is a guy that can drop the gloves, but he can also score great goals. And that's what we love about Tom Wilson, his leadership qualities. Um, some of the other players that have are on the Capitals that maybe have played against him when they played on other teams, Dylan Strom, for example, says anytime he's on the ice, guys on the other team are going to be aware of that, Dylan Strom says, who is playing with Wilson for the first time after years of facing him. He said it makes them tighten up a little more when he's out there. It's a good thing for your team. He's a great player and he can score goals and hit and do everything that the team needs to be successful. You can see why he's been successful in his career, why the way he plays and what he does on the ice right writes Washington hockey now. So it's that intimidation factor. And if I was, if I was playing in the NHL and he was out on the ice, I would want to be aware of where he is at all times, especially if I had the puck, because you're getting fixed to just get hit and you know, it's going to hurt because he's a huge dude. And you know, he's not the kind of guy that you're out there and can chirp because he's not afraid to throw down and fight you. He'll take on some of the biggest guys. He'll take on some of the smallest too, if you really want to step up. But um, he is a tough guy out there, and he is that intimidation factor. That's what I talk about. It's not even just the physical act of him dropping the gloves and fighting someone or making a big hit. It's the fear factor that he might. Um, and, you know, you saw this in the first game the Capitals played in the beginning of the season against Ottawa. Ottawa had their way with the Washington Capitals, kind of shoving and pushing them around. And it was my contention that they would have not got away with that if Tom Wilson was out on the ice, the sheriff of the team, if you will. Um, so I don't want to kind of pigeonhole him as just a tough guy, but he does bring that intimidation factor that like, I better be on my toes or I'm getting fixed to get flattened out here. And um, I know that there's other tough guys in the league like Reeves and Maroon that really aren't too scared of dropping the gloves. But if, you know, minus those guys from the equation, if you're like just an average build guy or a smaller guy out on the ice, you better look out because he is going to flatten you. And um, it's it, he's a good guy to have on your side, shall we say. With Wilson out of the lineup, they've had to kind of seek a tough guy. And Garnet Hathaway um, is also one of those guys, a chirper, a guy that's not afraid of throwing down. He has a short fuse, if you will. Um, he, you know, at the, pretty much every commercial break that you get into, uh, you know, the, there'll be a big play and then they'll cut to commercial and then they kind of zoom up on Garnet Hathaway. And he's always got an irritated look on his face, like he's yelling at someone and just, you know, like ready to drop the gloves. We like that about the tough guys on the team, the Garnet Hathaways, the Tom Wilson. And I think to a certain extent, a lot of um, Caps fans maybe take that for granted. Not every team out there has an enforcer or a tough guy like that. 
Now I've spoke with various people doing this podcast. I spoke with Mike Vogel and I spoke with Matt Weirich and different people. And they've said, well, maybe these tough guys, you know, they really don't have a spot in modern hockey. And I would say that's true. An exclusive tough guy out there that that's all they're known for. Um, is dropping the gloves and fighting. I get that, but you know you can't really put Tom Wilson into that category because he also scores a lot of goals. He assists. He made it to the All Star game. That kind of thing. Um, so you know if you could just kind of put him in a corner as just a tough guy, a goon, I could see that point. But you know there is not another one of the teams in the NHL that would not love to have. Um, Tom Wilson on their team. You know, you take a look at it, the Minnesota Wild picked up Ryan Reeves just because they were looking for a bit more sandpaper. So it is a thing, despite uh, what a lot of different people say out there. And again, it's good to have uh, Wilson on your side. Tom's a player that I've been watching for a while, right? Playing against him, he's a guy you highlight on your team's roster to keep an eye out for, Hathaway noted, to see how hard he's worked to come back to where he is now and where he's going to go to continue to go. Huge for our team. It's a big commitment that he's made not only to himself, but to the guys on the team. We see how hard he works. And uh, he's a guy that puts in the extra time. You hear about it that uh, Nick Backstrom and Tom Wilson have been putting a bunch of time into at the gym to get into physical condition. You have to be in peak condition to play in the NHL. This isn't like the old days where you hear about guys having uh, eaten a hot dog, drinking a beer, and smoking a cigarette. These are pe- guys out there that have nutritionists that are in peak fitness. And one of the things that I thought was interesting uh, as the Caps were gearing up for the season is when Tom Wilson said he was in the gym and maybe he, when he thought about wrapping it up like he'd had enough, he looked over and he saw Nick Backstrom still working out. So, you know, a good motivation for him as well. And I think, you know, the leadership core on this team is where it really shines. You know, we oftentimes hear about you know, it is a geriatric team or it's an older team. It's a team full of leaders. And I know that Alex Ovechkin wears the C on his chest and, and Nick Backstrom wears the A on his, but it's it's leadership up and down the lineup. John Carlson, when he's in there, TJ Oshie, there are a lot of experienced guys on this team that can really, you know, help mold and push this team in the right direction. Um, I would also say that Tom Wilson is part of that. Uh, Matt Irwin, who also talked about it, who played with the Sharks, the Bruins, the Predators, the Ducks, the Sabres. He's a journeyman, suffice it to say, what he had to say about him. Um, it's definitely better to be in the same room as him for sure. I've had some battles with Willie over the course of our games together, and he's just so strong, powerful skater, Irwin said. Obviously, he's got that intimidation factor, which I spoke of. You know, when he's on the ice, you have to know where he is on the ice, or he'll let you know with a hit. Um, again, that's one of the things I spoke of is just being aware, uh, that he's not afraid to throw him down. And I think that, you know, what this caps team has lacked in his absence will be noticeable when he comes back. My only thing I could tell Wilson would be to maybe take it a little bit easy at first until you make sure that that knee, that knee is a hundred percent, because sometimes, and you see this where these guys, they think they're ready to go, then they aggravate an injury or they exacerbate it. And then you're kind of back down to square one. So maybe just slowly ramp it up. And I know what the trainers and that's what the doctors are for. But this is just my take on it um, is that I would kind of, you know, just kind of take it a little bit slower out there. We know Marcus Johansson, a great capital for years. um, And he has kind of bounced around from a lot of different teams, the Devils, the Bruins, the Wild Sabres, the Kraken, a lot of different 
teams. And one of the things that he said, you know, cause he's had to face him when he's been playing on opposing teams is it's a lot better being his teammate. Johansson laughed. He's such a good player. He's good offensively. He's fast. He's strong. You need to be aware when he's out there because he can hit. He's got the full package. It's been fun to see him grow into a player. It's definitely more fun being on the same side. He's good in all aspects of the game, but when you need to be worrying about is when you have the puck because he's going to hit you and you need to be aware when he has the puck because he can make plays and score. So, you know, that's also advantageous for the Capitals because if he delivers a big hit, what does that mean? That means that you could potentially cough up the puck, which would lead to a scoring opportunity. He's not going to have to um, feed it to another guy. He can score goals. So kind of just a multi-dimensional player. Uh, you know, I think that when he first came to the Caps that, you know, he was just that tough guy. You know, he, he got suspended a lot and, you know, he spent a lot of time in the penalty box, but he has matured and his game has grown as he's gotten older as well. He still has that tough guy aspect. He still has that intimidation factor that all of these players spoke of, which I spoke of off the top of the segment here. But those are the intangibles that not a lot of other players have. You have to really cast a wide shadow to ca have that kind of intimidation factor out on the ice that if I have the puck and Wilson's out there, you better look out or I'm fixing to get flattened out there. Um, so just, you know, a real pleasant thing for me. That's when I spoke of on this podcast, the player of most impact missing from this team is Tom Wilson. Nick Backstrom, of course, a great playmaker, but he doesn't have that intimidation factor. He's not going to drop the gloves um, you know, he can do it, I suppose, but he's not going to have that uh, type of intimidation, that scare factor out there that I'm going to get smacked um, if I'm not careful. That is a huge role, but it's not even that he will drop the gloves and defend his former teammates. You know, if it's a young player stepping up, maybe he thought that someone stepped out of line. That's why I kind of revere him as the sheriff of the team, that uh, you're not going to push anyone around the team as long as he's on the active roster or you're going to have to answer to him. All right, so after the break here, we are going to talk about your Capitals as they, in fact, are going and they're playing the Sabres tonight, but they're going to have to be doing it without John Carlson, a big player on this team on the blue line. He brings a lot to this team. When can we expect him back and what is the latest? We'll talk about that next. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment here, we are going to talk about John Carlson out of the lineup. Um, not optimal. John Carlson uh, plays a lot of minutes for this Capitals team, so it has been kind of replacement by committee, I guess you could say. Uh, John Carlson, a good two-way defenseman. Um, he can score goals. He can. He's a great uh, defenseman, his namesake, um, and he's a leader on this team. If you remember Alex Ovechkin, um, the thing that kind of overshadowed Ovechkin passing Gordie Howe was that was the same game against Winnipeg that John Carlson got injured. So, you know, for Ovi to even mention that, what you know, considering uh, the momentous night that he had kind of just speaks volumes of who John Carlson is on this team. Uh, a great player, a great teammate. The Capitals definitely miss him out on the ice. Um, so John Carlson struck on the right side of his head by a slap shot on December 23rd. Uh, estimated return late in the regular season. And the more I'm hearing on that is it'll probably be lucky if it's even then. Um, there is not a whole lot more specifically that I know about his injury as they do not divulge that usually. 
Carlson did not need surgery after being hit by a 90-mile-per-hour slap shot, but his recovery has been described to me in terms of months, not weeks, writes Tarek Elbashir in The Athletic. Team officials are hopeful the number one defenseman plays again well before the playoffs. Washington's regular season game is scheduled for April thir- uh, 13th, rather. That's their final regular season game. Carlson and his $8 million salary figures to be put on long-term injury reserve soon to clear the salary cap space needed to activate players. So if there's a really roundabout silver lining in all of this, and, you know, obviously I don't want John Carlson to be injured. However, um, the Caps were going to be in a tough position when uh, Backstrom and Wilson came back because that LTIR money would be back on the books there and they would have to clear up some space. But now that uh, John Carlson is most likely going to get put on LTIR, um, that's not as much of a concern. Again, a really roundabout way of looking at a silver lining. That is really making lemonade out of some lemons. But that's what I'm looking at here is that the Caps aren't going to have to make some major earth-shaking moves in order to accommodate Backstrom and Wilson coming back into the lineup. Um, and, but the big thing, John Carlson, of course, a huge, huge player on this team, has been for years uh, revered as one of the best defensemen in the league, not just on the team, but in all of the NHL, um, that the Caps have the depth that has stepped up. See Eric Gustafson, Dmitry Orloff, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, um, Matt Irwin, uh, just pretty much Ryan, uh, Nick Jensen, all these players have stepped up admirably because they knew and they know what kind of impact John Carlson has on this team. He eats up a lot of minutes, and that means someone else on this team is going to have to eat up those minutes. Another good player that came back on the blue line that has been playing very well since he's come back is Martin Faravari. Such a pleasant surprise for me. He is another guy that, uh, you know, before uh, he left the team with injury, he led the team in hits. I don't have that stat in front of me right now, but suffice it to say, he still brings that level um, to the game as well. So another physical player out there. To have uh, physical players and a physical presence sprinkled in through your lineup is advantageous. Um, but not only that, uh, Martin Faravari is a sound defenseman as well. So I think that the thing, the Caps team is looking up right now. The arrow is pointing up, as they say. These injured players that you know have been missing the entire season, see Wilson and Backstrom, they're going to be coming back. And then the players that still have missed a substantial amount of time, Oshi, you know, with the two different injuries recently, he's going to be coming back soon as well. So I think that this, everything is looking up. The Caps were doing good with those players out of the lineup. Can you imagine how well they're going to be playing uh, when they're back in the lineup? Ostensibly, they will be playing very well uh, if everything pans out. It is an exciting time to be a Capitals fan. And finally, the Caps are going to be getting back some of those huge marquee names that we all know and love on this team. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft. Locked On NHL Prospects, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.